It's possible to renegotiate that, but we really, really don't want to, and neither do they. So, <laughs> so things would have to go really sideways uh, for, for that. So to, really, for it's that coming out this year, is basically is the short of it, right? Yep. Now, when exactly, you'll find out. And so will we. Yep. <laughs> Scotch. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 448 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm the miscellaneous programmer. I'm Sam, and I'm the artist. This is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is December 19th, 20 Jubilee. And before we get go any further, profanity warning. We're going to be cursing just constantly throughout this episode because this is the year in review episode, uh, as well as talking about what's coming next year. And, you know, there's going to be some curse words slipping in oh, there. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty confident. Not because it was a bad year, just because that's how we talk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be any different than any other episode. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, um, also, big thank you to Intuition for the big fat donation uh, via moneygrab.bscotch.net, which is uh, open for people to donate money, help support the podcast. And Intuition, who's one of our big uh, level head players, um, dropped us a real nice donation and, uh, and a note. And Intuition said, for the last four and a half years of enjoyment you've given me, thank you. And Merry Christmas. Oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. It's very sweet. Very sweet. Also, Intuition, I think, is still putting out, like, a video per day for Levelhead. Intuition is a machine. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's always incredible to watch watch them burn through Levelhead levels like like it's nothing. Uh, A lot of speed running and stuff like that. So, very cool. Uh, All right. So, let's get into our – let's get into our year in review. Let's go. Okay. So, 2023 was 20 Jubilee. The year of forgiveness, the year of, uh, you know, let go of the past, move forward. Clear those debts. And, uh, yeah, clear clear your debts, emotional debts, financial debts, whatever. Technical Just debts, as is often Let the it case. go. <laughs> it's the year of fuck the sunk cost fallacy. I'm out of here, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and there actually, so there, was overall, a, there was a little bit of, like, legit debt forgiveness through the uh, student loan stuff. But not nearly as debt- much as there should have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ideally, you know, you wouldn't have to do that because yeah, you wouldn't need ideally. to do to take out a load in the first place. But that's a separate. That's a separate conversation. <laughs> yeah. you know, Twenty. Now that we have that, twenty twenty three was more like now that we have all this debt, can we not? <laughs> can we not have is, it? Yeah, mo- mostly no. We still have to, but here's a little bit less. Little so bit. you know, we made some. I think that was mostly us though that caused it to happen. So you know, through okay. yeah, through the theme yeah, of the sure. year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure by so his name of a podcast it. listener, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, I do think that at least for for myself, there was a lot of stuff uh, in working on Crash Nights Two in the code base and whatever. I I deleted a lot of old legacy code this uh, that's year. True. Mm. Probably too much, honestly. There's not much left. Uh, <laughs> so. Make it good. The fewer DS maps. We have to deal with. Is that the one? The better. Okay. Yeah, there is one last <laughs> I'm using thing. Words I don't understand. There is that's one the last one. thing that's kind of that's kind of like hanging in there. But man, we did a we we really did a purge this year of, of getting rid of old crap. Uh, so feeling good about that. Uh, so let's talk about all the different things that happened this year. We got a bunch of numbers, stats, it's events. Fun, just a fun little lenses to look at the studio through. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so let's talk about Crash Lens Two. So first off. It was a big year because we we signed a deal with Netflix for getting the game onto mobile, uh, which is going to be a huge deal. The mobile market is a tricky one. 
You know, premium games are a little different than they used to be. The way featuring works is different. Everything's different. You know, everything's different than it was back when we launched the first game. Different and Uh, harder. Because I remember like when we launched the first Crashlands, that was at a time where if you got editor's choice on the the gaming portion of the the app store, you were on the front page of the whole ass app store for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we had like, that, that for, is, we had that on iPad because they also have a separate store for iPad. Mm-hmm. But we had like Crashlands went at launch. Like the reason it, the reason it was successful on on iOS was because of that big feature treatment. Because for people week. saw it, yep. you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, you can have a really good game, but if you don't have somebody in your corner showing the game to people so that they can get it and play it, then you may as well not have a game, right? Mm-hmm. And so. You know, big thing for this year was like us trying to trying to answer that question: who who's going to be in our corner? Who's going to help us get the game the exposure that it needs and get it into the hands of people? Um, now that the the app store functions so differently, knowing that 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 would just be a really difficult thing for us to try to do by ourselves, right? And so, uh, so we're super pumped about that. We think that um, you know this is going to get the game to the hands of a lot of people. Yeah. And we're very pumped. Also, uh, they did get great, like Grand Theft Auto. Like, they got Grand Theft Auto in there. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah. one of the older ones, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like well, the, the ones that are on mobile, ones, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, the Netflix the Netflix gaming stuff is really starting to pop off. Like at the very a lot earlier, it was a lot of much simpler mobile titles and you know solitaire and and things that are a little bit more casual. Um, but yeah, they're really uh, they're really roping in some good stuff these yeah, days. I saw so they put out a list of like the ones that they have coming up on the on the docket, you know, of like the known release dates and stuff. Uh, and there was like, I think they've, they've already got, yeah, they've already got like 80 games planned to come out this mm-hmm. next year that, and I was looking through the list and it's like, there's a bunch of bangers on there. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be yeah, for the, for those who are already in Netflix, it's going to be a really it's nice a good, it's a good, yeah. it's good, good value proposition, yeah. you know? And like, I, I know that, you know, we, we've had comments from you know, people who were like, Oh, well, I'm not a, I'm not a subscriber and I want to play it on mobile. And you know, now I'm kind of bummed because I won't be able to play it or whatever, um, which is understandable. But also bear in mind that like it's kind of like Xbox Game Pass, right? In the sense that like if there's only one game you want to play on Xbox Game Pass and you don't want to subscribe to Game Pass, that's kind of a bummer for yeah. you, right? But also there's a lot of games on there mm-hmm. for that subscription and it's a really good deal. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, it's not a good deal uh, for one game. Although actually it is. It is. Even in that game case, the games yeah. you're playing are like $60 games, right? Yeah, so, I was going to say, it usually is now. So it actually yeah. is a good deal there, period. Yeah. Which is less true on mobile when it comes to like to the Netflix subscription, right? Except for the Netflix subscription, you're getting, you know, all the delicious movies. Yeah, so I definitely understand kind of the, yeah, so I definitely understand kind of the apprehension that some people expressed when we first announced this, where they're like, do I have to be a subscriber to this monthly service just to play Crashlands 2? And it's just like, well, yes, on mobile, but also not just Crashlands 2. There's like a million things now that you will be getting with that subscription. And it's, I think it's going to be a very good, yeah, good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, so, so as of right now, or sorry, we also announced Crashlands 2 then in June. So we, we kind of signed everything with Netflix in around like March and we started being able to sort of publicly speak about stuff in June. And we did our big announcement with the mix event. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened up our Steam page and we started promoting stuff. And as of now, we're coming up on something like 60,000 wish lists, mm-hmm. um, which we're feeling very good about. Uh, it's not like astronomical numbers, but it's also very good for, yeah, especially great, for this numbers for indies for this point in dev, yeah. because also the way this, the Steam algorithm works is as your release date approaches, 
they surface your game more because those wish lists are much more likely to, you know, convert at, if people wish list it closer to the launch date, right? Because they haven't forgotten about it. Or whatever. Also, you show up in um, other lists and stuff once you've got a known date, and there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things that happen in the store that that change how and when you get seen by people. So, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, so right. for a game that is not that is not currently you know coming soon. And it's just kind of lurking in the store page as a, hey, like this game's going to be out at some point. Uh, 60,000 wish lists is like, we're feeling very good about that. And, and compared to how many wish lists the original game got in the months leading up to its launch, Crashlands 2 is, is blowing it out of the water. Yeah. So uh, very excited about all of that. Um, and we, we just recently uh, uh, pushed into the top 500 wish listed games on Steam. And again, even though we are not even close to the launch date. So uh, very cool. And as far as like how we kind of went about accruing those wish lists, a whole bunch of stuff. We did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so we did like a, a midweek madness Crashlands franchise kind of sale thing. And we also added a, a little uh, a little banner thing to the main menu of the original Crashlands that directs people to Crashlands 2. So that way, if people are playing it, if they're enjoying it, that they at least know that that a sequel is coming. Mm -hmm. And that has actually funneled that's quite a, a few. Lot of work. Yeah, that's quite been a, like quite a lot of the lists. main thing holding the tail up of, yeah. of wish lists has been that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was a very easy, like we just patched that thing and slapped it on the main menu. Bing, bang, boom, done. Well, and it's another reminder I, too of like why the franchise model is so successful, right? Like yeah. it's People just- People want more of yeah, good stuff. It's so right? much easier. <laughs> well, and also because- it's the same kind of thing. So you don't have to get over the hurdle of like, oh, like I'm just checking out something by the same developer, but it's just, it's just a different game. Something random. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. You completely avoid that hurdle. Um, and it's impressively effective to, yes. to do that yeah. cross promo. And so, so we'll be, we'll be looking to do um, a lot more things in the, in the coming year to sort of boost the original game because, because the original game is such a great funnel into the hype around the new game, right? So we'll be doing a lot of that stuff. Um, we were part of the PC gaming show pretty recently, just like a couple of End weeks of ago. November, yeah. um, and that was that was pretty fun. It didn't have quite the impact that we were hoping for in terms of you know visibility and stuff, but it still did it still did pull some traffic. It's one of those things, it did something. It didn't do as much as it needed to to verify that, or like to make to the cost justify the yeah, cost. Yeah, while. but yeah, it uh, had a sizable all, effect that was not cost effective. As I think there you go. Yeah, <laughs> so we're we're still learning about a lot of you know about the the pros and cons of different different strategies because this is like um, this is honestly probably the the first time that we've had a, a real marketing budget yeah. that we're kind we, of like we put a lot of money at level behind level head because um, because that was our first time like really throwing money at like advertising and marketing like because we did we did like a store or we had like a a full takeover of a bunch of websites on level has launched we did a huge youtube ad campaign we didn't do as much of the festival stuff yeah, um, we didn't do any of the shows where like people and we didn't do it and we didn't stuff. do it in that much of like an ongoing kind of a way we kind of it was pretty concentrated was around bursts. you know the, the launch you know yeah. and so with with questions too we're, we're experimenting with different strategies of of like running YouTube ads to show the trailer to people in different ways. Like if we do it in a burst, is that something? Or if we like do it like a slow drip over time, or if we have it coincide with something else, or if we get into a show, what happens, you know, and it's very difficult to, to gauge the impacts of these things, mm -hmm. but you can kind of get a general sense. And yeah. so we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're learning a lot about that, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we also just recently did had a, a YouTuber debut of Crashlands 2 with Splattercat, who was one of the YouTubers who was uh, who was 
I would say probably one of the first to kind of like really cover the original Crashlands. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and he played the shit out of the, the first game and made a bunch of videos about it. And also just like his vibe was very it, it fit well with the game. Like he, he was like reading the characters uh, dialogue with like goofy voices and, you know, like just having a great time with the first game. Um, so we just recently had Splattercat play an early alpha copy of Crashlands 2 and he put up a, like a 30 minute video talking about what he liked about it, what he didn't like about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, overall, very positive response from him. So pretty cool. And that drove quite a few wish lists as well. So lots of stuff this past year in terms of like getting the thing up off the ground, try and start accumulating those wish lists, getting it, getting the game in front of people. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately it's very, it's a challenge that has always been there. Like I was there with the first game, which is trying to convey what it's like to play the game, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally without, without just like listing out features, yeah. you know, like that's always the, you, you tell people what's in the game, but that doesn't actually capture whether it's a good game or whether it, it's fun to play, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're learning, we're learning all kinds of stuff. I think we're doing a a better job of that with this time around where it's the focus is more on the the kind of, um, like the aesthetic. And I mean, then like the, the overall feel sense of the thing, which is about this, like, yeah, friendship as power dynamic with, you know, aliens and stuff like that. Um, the games, you know, it's just, it's a good goofy time. And, uh, the, I think the the follow-up to all this is that we did our alpha test back before Thanksgiving and, you know, that went very well so far as we're concerned all the numbers that we got out of that make it look like the game's more more performant if you want to do some kind of businessy speak on the metrics that we care about in terms of play time it's more engaging it's more engaging yeah in the long run which is all good because again like the original the original did well for you know what it was in its time and the hope was to make something that did better and it seems like we have so now we just gotta we gotta finish it and get it out yeah there. i'd say but, if, if crashlands 2 does the same player numbers as, as the original game, it'll be great, mm-hmm. but it's looking like it's looking like it's going to do quite a, quite a lot more than that. Yeah. And each, and each player is probably going to put in quite a bit more, uh, more That's time into the game. Yeah. And we, and we don't even yet have things like, um, different difficulty modes or game modes and stuff like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, we've got, we've for got kind of the foundations laid for that. Yeah. yeah. But like when we did our play test, it was literally just like just one version of the game, you know, one size fits all kind of thing. So Lots of lots of stuff coming up. So you know this this upcoming year. Then um, it's time to like bring it home, right? Like we've we've got everything kind of set up, and now we've just got to pack it full of content and get it out the door. <laughs> the rest of the uh, owl, as we say, got to draw the rest of the owl, uh, yeah. which is really what it kind of feels like. You know, uh, other studio stuff that's happened this year is we uh, we added Carl full time. So he had been a part time QA tester for quite a while. Um, and as things have been ramping up with Crashlands 2, there was just a nice like coincide coincidence where he he wanted more hours and we wanted more testing. Um, so we just we just went for it and it's been fantastic. Um, he's incredibly enthusiastic about just all all of it. Um, so it's you know which is uh, you know it's true of, of everybody, but you know people have different like energy outputs. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm very hyped about something, says like I'm uh, hyped. That's, that's I'm hyped. <laughs> But Carl is noticeably hyped, which is a pretty good That's energy, great. you know, to kind of come in, come into Discord and stuff. Um, so we're happy about that. Uh, we also brought in uh, an additional artist, Anne, who is going to be – who has already started um, adding a bunch of stuff to Crashlands 2. And she's uh, only been on board for a week, but – She's already gotten like a dozen assets yeah, or something into like, the game. Yeah. Um, Clearly sharp and good at what she does, yeah. Yeah, and I'm very impressed with – you know, she's been able to just – 
slot right into the the art pipeline, pick up all the tools. Um, you know, one of the big challenges of bringing of, of finding artists is the technical side of things because a lot of a lot of artists don't like to dig into the the technical aspects of the tools. They just they just want to think about the art itself, mm-hmm. and game art just isn't like that. Like you, you got you got yeah, you got to. We always talk about like integration is the hardest part of everything, mm-hmm. and so. Just because you can make good art um, doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy to slot you into a game dev team because you need to be able to get that art into the game, right? And she she just she nails, nails it. it, like yeah. just doing so great. Well, it's so. like so many things, right? It's like being able to do really good art and like especially that matches the style and stuff. Like that's just the baseline requirement, right? The real – it's kind of like making a game. Like you, you got to make a good game before you can sell it. But the hard, but the hardest part is – actually the sell sell is a good yep. game that you made, yeah. right? Yeah, it's the same kind of a deal. Yeah. And both things are hard, but one is definitely a prerequisite. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's working super it's well. It's necessary but insufficient sort of thing. Yeah. And it's it's starting it's starting to hit a point where like it the studio is growing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but very in a very controlled way. Like we're only bringing people in if we feel like we really, really, really need a person. And we before we bring a person in, we try to make sure that everything is set up so that when they come in, everything that they're doing is clear and they can just slot right in and they don't would, have to be like yeah. bugging people. I would know. say, you know, the difference between like this time of bringing on people and just, you know, ages ago, like the first time is just that we're not so blind to what is actually happening in the studio. Like we can tell what we need, if that makes sense. Not, mm-hmm. and, and, it's not and we're, we need. and we're trying to do the, the the economist approach, you know, like when economists talk about supply and demand, and like all else equal, blah blah blah, right? We're, we're actually trying to keep all else equal as much as we can, in the sense that if you add like a dozen people in, onto a team, then everything is different now, right? But if you add one person, and then like let, let things absorb. settle, mm-hmm. let it absorb, try to keep as many things the same as you can, and not have it be a huge disruptive event, and then get the next person, you know? And it kind of, it's kind of like, if you have a, a company of like 80,000 people, that's probably the equivalent of like hiring a hundred people. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's, even you know, 10,000. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, like that's, yeah. yeah. And like, that's, that's going to be super disruptive if, if those people are concentrated in like one division, but if they're kind of like evenly spread out across the company, then, you know, they can slot into the processes and culture that's there. Yeah. If you've um, got, because like the the core if you've got good, good processes, yeah. Well, and, and yeah. yeah, that was our first time around. That was the core mistake was that we were still trying to solve fundamental work problems like work management and process process problems, problems and stuff by adding throughput a form of people. Yeah, which yeah. which is now the thing that we we actively avoid doing to the point where it's like we really definitely actually need somebody by the time we actually are willing to do it. It's kind of the like the business version of like having a kid to save your marriage, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah, if we just add one more person into this dysfunctional situation, sure, it'll right. work itself out. Yeah. It's like, no, that's just going to amplify all the problems that you already have <laughs> while you're now trying well, to figure actually, out what a, to do. That's yeah. another KPI problem, right? Because of that, because you, because what that actually really means in that case, like that specific example of you know have a kid to save mm-hmm. marriage, means have a kid to prevent divorce, which is not mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. equal. It's not saving, saving your marriage, relationship. Right? Yeah, because. <laughs> Because now you've made the, yeah you made it harder to do that, but that doesn't just make your relationship better. Right? Yeah, but it's kind of but it's kind of like uh what we kind of learned over the years is like most problems that you have 
um, are self-inflicted, like oh yeah, like like from the business perspective, they're self-inflicted problems, and also like you have a certain set of constraints. And if you if you add somebody into your systems with the hope that they will just take over and solve that problem, yes, um, that's not necessarily a, a good approach because because you don't you know like you haven't figured out what what the solution is going to be. Well, but like what you want to do is you want to get and there are into a people good spot. who can do that, right? But those like that kind of a but that because in order for that to work, that person has to come in. They have to be a really big picture thinker and also be able to do the specific job brought them in to do, which is already yeah unlikely. And, right? and even like and to do that, they need a big context. Like they need to be there yeah. for a while. Think you know, and so like that's you know. So we've kind of like over the past few years, we've kind of shifted gears into how we think about these things, which is get everything into a really good spot so that everything is working super well as is. Mm-hmm. And then what you're adding people for is not to solve problems, but to expand capability, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's the reason that you're adding you're adding people. Um, and it's been working. It's been working very well. I'm very very pleased yeah, with I'm it. Um, and speaking of bringing children into the world, yeah, there there we that happened Plus twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam Sam had uh, Mava in February, mm-hmm. February, February, the very end, February, um, and sure. Just had a baby as well, about a couple of couple, uh, October, right? A couple of months ago. Um, so we got two new babies and two new dads. Yeah. Go hand in hand. Pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, very exciting. It's been cool to see uh, kind of like Sam applying his DevOps knowledge and stuff into into making this oh, yeah. child rearing thing a much more pleasant experience. DevOps <laughs> it's pretty cool. this baby. It's great. Um, like it's, it's, it's been, been useful, right? Oh, totally. Well, it's, it's all this, it's always all this stuff about, you know, making the work visible and, and, uh, just like reducing need for communication about stuff to people. My wife and I set up like a shared Google keep note with baby nap times and feeding and stuff because I, I just realized I was asking her all the time, like when's the baby's next nap time? Cause she's the one who's mainly tuned in with what that's going on. I'm working as opposed to having to ask her, then I can just look just at look. the fucking yeah. note myself. Yeah, because you don't because you don't want to do that thing where like one partner ha- like bears all of the cognitive load, right? And then the other person just has to keep like bothering them. You can see these things happening a little bit sooner than maybe yeah, before things actually get bad, right? Before someone's annoyed at you, you kind of oh okay, let me just yeah. Let me just it's like these out. are the same exact kind of problems we're, we're always trying to solve in the studio, which is like try to turn information into a poll system where like it is available, and if anybody wants to know anything, they can get it from that central location instead of having to go ask a person about it, right? And those kinds of things. And to be clear, that doesn't mean I don't ask. It just means that I ask less than I yeah. did. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's, oh, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's difficult to just universally solve these problems, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So that's been very cool to see. And then now that, you know, that sure. So Sam Sam was a dad for, you know, like eight months or whatever before, before sure became a dad. And so um, they've been able to kind of compare notes and mm-hmm. – yeah, kind of fun. talk about this, so that's been pretty cool. Too. Sure, we, I mean, really happy to be able to do like two months of uh, full time leave for sure as well, which is great. So it's always nice to be able to offer that stuff because we're a tiny team. And again, this is the whole point. The whole point of the DevOps shit is to be like, what if someone needs to leave for a bit because mm-hmm. they have, you know, I don't know, summoned a whole new person? Can they? Yep. Can we do that? Can yeah. we do that? Well, but also, like, like, because Sure's domain in the studio is to make sure that all of our builds go out. And like, what are the stats cover if we share it or not? Is that we've made on average a build per workday, right? That has to go through the build pipeline, get delivered to, to QA, get tested and so on, right? And so Sure manages, maintains, and adds features to that whole system, right? Which means there's a eight-week period where we needed that system to still work. 
every single day, right? And it basically did. did. There were a few little hiccups here and there, but like... I think maybe twice the game pipe got clogged up and died or something, but he he was able to basically like pop in, hit two buttons... And be yeah. done, and then go back to hanging out with this baby. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the model that we try to get. Is like come, leading into that, we're we're just like our goal is to have it so that is that like we don't have to touch. We don't want to see you. <laughs> we don't want it like sure, just gone. That was the goal, right? And but yeah. we all knew that as a, as a tiny team, it's it's harder to do that because there's just less humans. Like, there, there's no, there's no redundancy basically, right? Across yeah. the team, and so so for the the months leading up to him going, we were just like do everything that you can. Like that's your, all of your priority is like making it so that the stuff that you manage that we need to keep working is completely documented and just working as error-free as possible. Because if we can get into that case, then nobody has to bother anybody and it'll be perfect. And then it basically worked. So mm-hmm. kudos to sure. Hell yeah. For making sure, sure he could yeah. get himself in that, in that position. We're also very happy to have him back though, of course, because he's doing a bunch of cool shit already. But you know. yeah, there, there, yes. were, there were things piled up. Where we're like, oh, I guess we're sure yeah, back. <laughs> we'll do well, yeah. Well, yeah, there's, if, yeah, if, if you are a, an important member of a team, which sure is, then of course, like if you're gone for two months, certain things will decay over that <laughs> yeah. time and okay. you will have to come back and kind of prop things up and. You know, fix some things. Even if it's survivable um, and manageable for us, the team, it definitely is. Yeah, but the fact that you could do that and not not come back to having to work eighty hours a week to compensate, you know, and just like mm-hmm. come right back in and just get back to normal and because yeah, so, so. yeah, basically within our the third month, the idea was that so two months fully off or to the best we could, which ended up being pretty good, and then the final month of like halftime to try to like it's basically a ramp ease back in. yeah right ease now. back in to try and and that with the First part of that just focused on just you know raising your head up and being like, what year is it? You know, trying <laughs> trying to figure out yeah. where are all the threads that got left off, what yeah. are all the to dos that piled up that because of course we've all been throwing stuff into his inbox in the interim, right? So triaging that like it's basically just, you know focusing on like getting ready to go again rather than being like I guess and you're just, just figuring it out from a process standpoint. Yeah, you know I mean like at home with the baby now. It's like, hey, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, still trying to provide a little bit of extra yeah, flexibility there to to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So big big thanks to Sure for you know putting in that work to make that a smooth thing, and of course congratulations on the on yep. the new baby. Yep. Uh, so speaking of you know pumping stuff through the game pipe and all that. Uh, what all did we do in Crashlands? Here's some numbers. What didn't we do in Crashlands? Too? So we had an average of 10.7 commits per workday. That's get commits or get commits into the Crashlands two repo. So, that, so, so that's that basically was, changes to code that we were like, this changes in a sufficient place that we need to make sure it is now safe for changes to code or additional art assets or added assets. assets or yep. sound assets. Yeah. Right. yeah. So total of 2,788 commits uh, this year up up to now. I mean, we've got a few more work days left, so there will be probably another 2,000, but yep. up up until now, 2,788. Uh, and we, let's see, as far as commits to Stitch, which is our VS Code extension. It's mainly that, plus yeah. plus that all, is, it's a it's a monorepo, so it's basically anything Stitch related is all in there. So it's the yeah extension plus a bunch of automation tools and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So this is kind of like Adam Adam's tools palace, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that had one thousand three hundred fourteen commits this year, so about an average of five per workday. So yeah. uh, so you know p- pump, pumping out something. Yeah, something's happening. Something's happening. <laughs> uh, now, not all the changes to the game happen through Git commits. They also happen through 
the game changer. Yeah, which, which we talked about a lot new, over this past year for yeah, a long time. Listeners. Which is our new content management system that we spent a long time building, and it's what's allow going to allow us to draw the rest of the fucking owl, as they say, this this upcoming year. Uh, so this year we had one thousand eight hundred game changer commits. Um, we are at currently at commit number. 2,717. So about two thirds of all of the game changer commits happened this year. Oh, yeah. That makes um, sense. Yeah. So it'll probably, like last my year, bet is the first quarter of this year will be like, that it'll probably be a, that same amount. Yeah. It basically yeah. means the game um, is three times bigger, more or less. We're like, there's three times the stuff, of stuff yeah. as there was That's last year. Yep. And it's going to be about another three times this yep. year, I think. Um, so yeah, that, that pretty that much tracks. tracks. Uh, and also bear in mind, bearing in mind that last year we were still wrapping up game systems. So like at the start of the year last year, we did not have pets, boss fights, farming, fishing, projectiles. Like the, the list goes on and on and on. We had pretty much just the basics and we were still just working on the tooling to be able to do that stuff. And it wasn't really until about halfway through the year, um, that we were really able to get into what we call our content push phase where we're just pumping stuff out. It was like August or something, wasn't it? Yeah, like it, it was, was, it was like middle of the middle of third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, like we were adding content to the game up until that point, but it was largely in service of answering questions about game systems and how to make scalable content. Right. And so, um, yeah, like once we hit that in August, then it's like, okay. And then we basically just like finished the first zone <laughs> just like within yep. a matter of a month and a half. Um, so that's very cool. And, and we, kind of, we also had a point where like Sam, like the, the amount of art assets we needed was so high that Sam for a while just switched over to only doing art yep. and not doing any other stuff, um, which also is part of what prompted us to bring Anne on board so that Sam could do more design work and we would have a consistent churn of, of art still coming through. Right. Um, so that's, that was very cool. And then, and then uh, the day before the closed alpha mm-hmm. was when we had the, the highest number of game changer commits in one day, which was 35. Really bring it down to the so, wire there, you know, this team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, you know, there would be like, we just had like a list of dozens of things that would be like nice to do before the the alpha. And like, because the game changer exists, then, you know, we could just go do those things. And so we just kind of burned down that list and uh, quite a lot. tested it and kicked it out the door. Boom, done. Yeah. yeah. So on, on an average work day, we have about seven game changer commits uh, coming through, coming through the pipeline. So uh, but again, that is a- average over the course of this year. I would say the average over the past couple of months is probably 20 it's or lot. so. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's really up there. Uh, as far as actual deployments of the game, which is like a full version that we wrap up and then send out to our QA team for testing. So we have 284 versions of the game this year, uh, which is about one per workday or like a little bit it's more little than little. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had... In there, I, another had fun thing would be. I wonder how much build server time that was, right? Because every because every every time we put out a new version, it goes through oh, yeah. the build pipeline, right? And that means it, and that manually. makes a build for Steam. It makes a build for makes two builds for Android and iOS. One for Netflix. Mm-hmm. One that goes into our system, right? Uh, and I think that is that. I would bet that it's some. I would bet it's approaching a thousand hours because each Android Probably, build yeah. is like the Android build builds time. are really slow. And so each Android build takes like forty minutes. Yeah. The PC builds. That's take just like for the Android minutes. build. Yeah. We're gonna make yeah. two of them every time, right? So you know. yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot. That's I mean it's lot. it's quite a lot of uh a lot of compute time yeah. that yeah. we've been putting putting through this. Uh and then with those two hundred and eighty-four versions, we had one thousand two hundred and twenty patch notes. Um but again, it's all it's heavily biased toward the end of the year because up until just like a 
month and a half ago, I think. I the game less. changer commits and world map and world map edits were not even in our patch notes system. They are now, and our QA team is wishing that they weren't because <laughs> now now the RQA team can see all of the changes that are going in into our patch system, and it's oh, a lot. Yeah. There. Uh, actually, they're a little not, underwater. Not even all, because we actually flag ones that aren't really testable. We, are, we, I, yeah, we exclude internal. most of them, actually. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but even that, even that, yeah, it's, it's a fire uh, hose at this point. We are, we are really. I mean, I gotta say, I gotta say, you know, with every single previous project we we worked on, Levelhead included, the closer we got to the end of development, the harder it was to do anything. Yeah, anything. This is the. It was like it felt like opposite. we were pushing to plunger, you know, like against. The water. <laughs> yeah, right. So the like it keeps getting ready. harder and harder. God damn it! Yeah, but now it's like now we have a hole like, in the end of it, and it just squirts right out. Oh my god! Yeah, because I guess in the faster, past, faster. We, yeah, the past we talk about it like the game starts in like a liquid state and then it sort of like solidifies. And like the more solid something is, the harder it is to mold it, mm-hmm. right? And now, yeah, now it kind of feels more like the game started pretty solid and, and we just keep lubing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we can they just slide, slip it, slide it around and we can send it anywhere and do anything. We, and it's it's like, and it's just been kind of like semi-solid kind of oh, throughout yeah. where like we can shape any piece of it to be whatever we need. Um, and of course, like some, you know, there's always a cost benefit. Some new ideas, you know, we've talked about ideas like, oh, what about like mounts? Can you can you ride an animal or something? And no, don't don't get your hopes up because I probably not. It's, it's, it's something we've talked about. And then when we when we kind of talk through like the like the why, the kind of implications, what mechanically, how does this work, and then what would it take to to do it? You know, um, things like that. You know, the cost benefit oftentimes comes out where it's like, well, that's probably a bit too, too big, yeah. too hard of a deviation from what we've got, um, unless we could find a way to you know. But kind of the cool aspect of that, of though, is that is the only reason we would even talk about something like that is because we have all the features that we knew we wanted and needed. Yeah. They're all in there. All of them. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. not a so single system left that we, wasn't part of the plan originally, right? That we're like, this, this is part of what makes it yeah, now it's Yeah, now it's just all about, like, refinement and expansion of those systems and really exploring them, you know. But, you know, there, we may hit a point partway through the year where we do want to add some new thing. I need to like – I, I want to give an example of this because after the play test, okay, there are these fish that you could fish up that are weapons surprise. Oh, yeah. You know, like the original game. But they weren't super interesting like at the time of the play test. And so post-play test, we took a look back at them and Seth was like, what if – what if when you swung it, there was just a chance that it would fly out of your hand? It was just fly. It's slippery. Because it's, I mean, it's a fish. Yeah, you're wielding a fish. And then, you know, you could see it sailing through the air. Now there's a little mark on the ground somewhere. If you can get inside that, catch it, then you you still got the fish. If you miss it, then you, you don't. You got to fish it up again wherever, you know, get lucky. And Hell it yeah. took like 20 fucking minutes to do that. And, it's and it was all through the game change. No code, no code at all yeah. required yeah. to do that. It's so fun. So now, I, mean, like, yeah, that's I think that's part of the struggle. idea is that, yeah, we can do so many interesting things we haven't even thought of yet because of how capable the tools are and how, yeah. and how carefully designed everything is to enable for flexibility, right? That there are certain things that still become really hard, like having mounts was one of those things. It's like, yeah, brand new none, none of the parts of that exist in the system. And, yet, and right? most of the challenge just comes from the, technical integration of art, right? It was yeah. like, how do you get, how do you animate all of that and get 
flux onto a thing. And then also. And then actually world map design. Because it's like, okay, but does that mean people can just fucking zoom around? And do we yeah, people can just ignore, ignore everything by just like blazing past it with mm-hmm. no consequence or, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the discussion we like, last time about multiplayer versus single player, right? Where it's like, if you design a game, you can't design a game that feels as good unmounted as mounted, right? That's not. Yeah, you got to think about you it. Can't you can't do, do it. it. Yeah, it's yeah. got to. It's got to. It's either gonna it's either thing just gonna feel really slow when you're not mounted once that's a thing, or just different parts of the game have to be designed. It's like, oh, at this point we got mounts now for the rest of the mm-hmm. game. So like which you can do. designed I mean, around that, which you can do. Yeah. There's those spaces sometimes in the game where they're like, yeah, go find it's like a Zelda where you find all the sand seals you can go slap around wherever, go rain them on and yeah. start kind of a mini game, like, right? Rather than yeah. sort of changing the whole game. Well, yeah, but of course it's gotta be there for a reason in the sense that it, it needs to feel good to engage with the system and it has to be fun. But the other the other kind of problem with things like that is is I, I, so I'll use the uh the the new WoW expansion, Dragonflight, as an example. They added a whole new type of flying mount, which is a dragon riding mount. Which actually has and mechanics it, and is fun to drive. Yeah, it like game. it has like flight mechanics to it. Uh but it goes at at nearly one thousand percent increased movement speed compared to your normal walking. And up until now, the fastest mounts in the game that were flying mounts would go at like 310% faster. And so so now suddenly you're going incredibly fast. Uh, well, what does and this mean? Fun, and it's fun. And it's fun. So you want to go and want to go fast. Yes. Yeah. Well, what does this mean for world design? It means that this new expansion, big. yeah, it had like, I think it had four zones. But those four zones put together were the size of one of the original continents, which had yeah. like 18 zones. <laughs> because if people are moving that fast, you just need a giant space for them to, to travel through. Which means otherwise practically it feels speaking, tiny, it means know? it's also going to be sparse, right? Um, yeah. Things are further apart. You know, so it's like it's a very different way of designing the game world. And, it, and you can't just like make the game and then just slap something like that into it. Yeah. Like you got to design around that, right? So there, there's some things where – Although technically feasible, would not be actually a good idea from a design perspective for us to do because yeah, cool on paper, game. not fun in, in practice, actually. Or even right? if it is, it's just it's too late in the game, you know? To, it's too late, yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. that's the cool thing. I was like, is we've just repeatedly had these things where somebody in the team was like, wait a second, I can like mix and mash the things that we've got together right already and do something really weird. It's just like this whole like fish flung out of your hand thing, right? Like. <laughs> Like it's a, it's a thing you have to. I think I think it's a it's a testament to the quality and and like design of the tools that that they somehow managed to just to not be super constrained, right? So mm-hmm. that they enable that kind of weird stuff. One of one of the fun examples of like using tools, you know, incorrectly almost, right? From the original Crashlands was we're you know telling a story, certain part of the game where. Uh, and I can't remember even what the story is anymore, but like, but I realized that I could put, I could have the character just swap places with a, with a barrel, right. To give oh, the impression yeah. that the character was in the barrel, right. There's like, like there's they, like things. Like they, yeah. Suddenly like put a barrel on themselves. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing that like, if you're thinking about this purely from like a, if you had the idea of doing something like that and the tools couldn't support anything like that, now, now a new feature has to get made. Right. Where it's like now we have to get the concept of like a character going into a barrel or whatever, rather than just somebody realizing with the tools that they've got, they can do something new. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of what I'm really particularly excited about with where we ended up with all the tooling around all of this is is, is we're there where with sufficient creativity of like with the existing toolkit. You can do <laughs> really surprising stuff. And, and it's been fun to see the surprising stuff that people have come up with. And we're just going to have a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, so my job, you know, kind of coming 
go for this year, a lot of it's going to be like uh, just general polish and optimization and and bug fixing and stuff like that. So that like all that huge volume of content that's coming through now, coming through the, the pipe, uh, works very well and is very smooth and we get good frame rates and, you know, all, all of that stuff. Because, of course, you know, like this is kind of something we're now seeing with, uh, like, Baldur's Gate just came out on Xbox hmm. and they're having a bad time, hmm. real bad time. Um, for starters, you know, optimizing a game like that for console is very hard. It's very challenging. There's a lot of stuff in that game. And so performance, it leaves something to be desired. And that was also true when they brought it to PlayStation. But on top of that, they've got a, a bug that's causing people's saves to just disappear. No. Ugh. Yeah. And, and apparently it has some weird thing to do with like Xbox's cloud system. Yeah, of course. It, it's de- be it, demand, it demands height that you upload files, but their save files were, were slightly too big. So the Xbox firmware would say, oh, yeah, this is too big to upload in real time. We're just going to hold on to that until the game closes. And then if you if your Xbox turned off or anything hmm. uh, while you're playing, cache, yeah. then it would just purge the entire cache and you'd lose everything. Yeah, because um, yeah, Xbox and, is weird because on Xbox, I remember dealing with this when we put original crash loads at Xbox. And had to everything's got to be looped into their cloud service. Yeah, but, but, but usually the way this works, like on the way that works on Steam – and actually, honestly, everywhere else, the way that it works is that you just write files the way you normally do, right? And then you and then you sync a directory or specific files or something as a sep- fully separate process to to like to do the cloud yeah. save thing, right? But on Xbox, you're basically you're in effect writing to a database, right? Like that's pra- that's practically how you treat it. So that so that basically like you writing saving something is like. You actually don't have any control over like, does that mean it's going into the cloud? Does it mean it's going onto disk? Right. Like, what does that mean? That's just completely abstracted away and it's not a separate process. And so when we're designing our save systems and stuff, we're just like, well, we just got to trust. That's an Xbox thing, I guess. Yeah. We just, yeah. we just write well, it and assume that it's going to still be there for the player afterwards. Yeah. Well, on top of that, you know, the, how things behave when you're on a dev kit may not always exactly line yeah. up with how they behave when a play, it's yeah. a player's Xbox, yeah. right? So there's all kinds of like, traps and stuff that can happen. And so, yeah. um, you know, it's so like coming into this next year, that's, that's a big part of, of my job, right. Is to make mm-hmm. sure that the game isn't ruined because of weird stuff like that, that we didn't see coming or because of performance problems or whatever, because you can have all this content and all this great stuff. But if the game's crashing, if it runs poorly, whatever, then it just doesn't matter that you have all those things because you know, people can't enjoy it. Right. So, uh, all right. Now, speaking of the new year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's go. All right, twenty twenty four. It's a big. It's a big year. Uh, so what's coming this year? The launch of Crashlands two. That's the plan, mm-hmm. and that's the only plan. Yep. We don't have any other major things planned for this year other than we're just going to try to get this game out the door. It's and this isn't one. quite the same as like our usual plan, where it's like that sounds about like what's going to happen. It's like we're we're technically contractually obligated to get it out the door this year because <laughs> of our agreement with Netflix. So like. We, it, it's, it is possible that it's doesn't po- happen. It's possible you know? to renegotiate that, but yeah. we really, really don't want to, yeah. and neither do they. Yeah. So, <laughs> so things would have to go really sideways uh, yeah. for, so, for that. So really, it's coming out this year. It's basically it's the short of it, right? Yep. Now, when exactly, you'll find out. Yep. And so will we. Not early. I <laughs> <laughs> think we can, one thing we can safely say is not early. It will not be, yeah. it will not be in the next few months. Yeah. And, you know, like we've been talking about throughout this past year and this episode and stuff like the whole point of everything we've done so far is to is to make it so that we can just blast forward and just get just get this game we are well positioned to do so to do yeah. yeah so i'm very optimistic i think um 
I think I think we're on track. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about slogans. Most important. Every year. Mm-hmm. Every year we've got a slogan. It's us setting the stage for what kind of a year we want to have. Sort of a statement of you intent. Know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a mantra. I started doing yoga this past uh, past week and a half. And one of the things they do at the end of the yoga session is they're like, take some breaths and then set your intentions for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, just think about what kind of day you want to have. And usually I'm thinking a good one. Yeah, keep it simple. Uh, so we're doing that for the year, you know, which is just we're going to set our intent for the year and try to frame frame out the year so that we've got a good scaffold on which to mm-hmm. build. So we took a bunch of suggestions from the community as well as from inside the house, and we're going to go through some of the ideas for 2024's slogan. You guys ready? Are we going to? Are we then going to let people let it breathe until the next episode so that people can chat about it and have opinions? Is that? I think we'll just see because sometimes it's like you know, sometimes it's obvious. That's true. Sometimes okay. when you know, right, you we'll know. just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If there's one that's really jumping out, we'll just snatch we'll it. Just and, set if, it. and if we're on the fence, we maybe well, maybe we'll put out like a, a, a choice between a few of them yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, things can always okay. change too. You know, even if we even if we like what we pick, but somebody comes up with a real banger, you know, in the interim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But also like this is, you know, just because you listen to this podcast doesn't mean you have to go with our slogan for your year. It's That's your true. year, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just whatever works, what works for you. Let's go. Uh, so let's go down the list. All right. So first one comes from Carl. Suggestion is 2020 more, which is, you know, just like whatever you did. Give me some more of that. Do more of more of that. That yeah. does fit now, given everything we talked about as far as the, all the game. It does. Stuff. Yeah. We're going to have yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, if you didn't have a great year this past year, maybe you don't want more of that. Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is a more as a kind of a monkey's paw. You know, yeah, because it's yeah. like Could which be more part, mm-hmm. unless you want more of less of it. You know, than that. Yeah, that's true. Can you be which which kind of space? Which comes to uh, our probably our next our next option, which is twenty twenty bore. Hopefully, mm-hmm. nothing happens. That's yeah, just honestly, uh, that'd be great. You know, there's, you know, there's that lot. old curse, you know, may you live in interesting times. Well, we live in interesting times. Hopefully I think we've not. We've all had enough. Yep. Yeah. Things got way too interesting. They Can they stop? Too interesting. Yep. <laughs> Can they stop being interesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of do want more interesting things to happen, but in a more I positive want different, way. Yeah, I want you know? different, good, interesting things to happen. Yeah, I think it's one of the, again, it's sort of, uh, we do want more in certain aspects and we definitely want bore in other aspects, and you don't want to switch those aspects, and you got no yeah. control. The problem them, is those are the tricky. wrong way around right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Next option comes from illegally Sam, and we have several. Because illegally got. Sam jumped in, swan dove into the Discord thread when we were asking for suggestions, like, dropped some, dropped some, some, some bangers. Okay, so here we go. Uh, first one from illegally Sam is twenty twenty score. Get good. Yeah. We, I think we appended the get good, yeah. but it's basically, a, hey, you know, like- You did it. Mac, yeah. Now, the the risk of this, of course, is we've talked about the, the KPI problem, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which is if you're trying to boil down stuff into a score, you might you might end up you might making miss, things worse. Might miss you know? the, sort of <laughs> reason why, like, the only reason our git commits are interesting to us is because we don't care about them. Yeah. We don't look at them ever until the very end of the year. And, we're and they still don't mean, they don't mean anything. Yeah. Well, because if you we know. try to use this as a metric to be like, how productive was somebody? Well, because that's a bad metric Let because I know begin. at least for my case, there's a, a large fraction of my commits are automated, automatic ones that happen as part of the versioning process. Right? You could yeah, probably make even more. 
if he needed to. You know it would saying? be, and yeah, and also it's very <laughs> easy just to make commits for no reason, you know. So yeah, yeah. and it's simply with like lines I, of code, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's fun because it gives you a sense of something, which is basically just it's kind of like that uh, activity in mm-hmm. the vaguest of senses, yeah, right? It's a pulse check. There was a lot of activity going on. That's true. Whether it was machines doing it, people doing it, whether it was something worth yeah. doing, right? Uh, it was still like it was stuff was happening. It's just kind of yeah, fun. So to we see. do want to score. That's good, right? But yeah. Yeah, but, but the stuff that matters, you can't. Yeah, the yeah. stuff that matters, you can't measure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just it's too intangible. Mm-hmm. So I saw I saw a presentation by a comp sci professor who was like, "Programmers aren't going to exist in five years because right now uh, you have to pay a software engineer twelve hundred dollars to get an average of a hundred lines of code, but you could get a hundred lines of code from ChatGPT for twelve cents." I was like, "Programmers aren't line of code <laughs> factories, though. <laughs> so, like, yeah. there's." There's a couple more things going on in that process, <laughs> a lot more. Uh, which, you know, maybe he's right in the sense that maybe in five years, AI will replace programmers, but it won't be because of that. It no, won't be, be just because they could put out be lines of code. more likely that your program is going to be outputting a thousand lines of code because of ChatGPT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My assumption is that we're just cut, we're, we're entering into the, the age of the Jevons paradox where programmers are not able to produce thousands and thousands of lines of code a day mm-hmm. and they'll need AI just to help them read the damn thing, yep. you know? Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. Next one from Illegally Sam. Uh, 2020 doors. Mm-hmm. The year of opportunity. Open up those doors, you know, mm-hmm. find some new paths. Uh, now, as game developers, we're all too familiar with the door problem, <laughs> yeah. which is once you have a door, you've got a lot of questions more to answer doors, about More doors, more problems. That's more doors, more problems. There's also more door involved here, you know. More door, that's, more door. Yeah. And so door. although I like the idea of... <laughs> Of a, of a door representing new opportunities as a game developer, to me, doors only represent pain. Man, this, so. one, this one, I started off real happy with this one, and I'm a little less, you know. Doors are doors are a real problem. Yeah, I mean, how big okay. are these doors? What can we bring through them? Do they can lock, lock yeah. behind us? And, yeah. can, can and are they those... And are they those fucked up doors that have a handle that you obviously pull and then they have a sign on it yeah. that says push? Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. Is this is a door a that you open door? It? Somebody had to put a handle on that door <laughs> on purpose. Somebody chose that. Somebody yeah. decided just to, to make ruin your you day. Angry. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I got a lot of issue with doors. Understandable. So maybe, all right. So next one from illegally Sam. 2020 poor crash lands two will make it rain. Oh, I thought that was the other poor. That's so the problem. It with could, this honestly, it could go slogan. either way. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so tricky. maybe, you know. That- yeah. Hom- homonyms where like they are literally opposites of each other, then kind of make it a little, a little challenging. Challenging. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's hard to frame out your, your basis. Also, so it also means every time we say it, yeah. But every time we say it in the 20, podcast, we'll be like, it's 2020 poor. And anybody who doesn't but know like, what we're talking about. But like about, liquid. Yeah. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just clarify it. Yeah. yeah. That's a rough one. Yeah. That's a rough one. All right. So right, I'm, I'm going to put a strike through on that one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, legally, Sam. That was definitely out. It's a good uh, run, okay. but it just yeah, it doesn't quite work. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. All right, next one, uh, final one from Illegally Sam. 2020 Thor. This year will be electric. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. I like that. I, I Although I feel like Disney will come after us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the MCU has been on a bit of a downswing also. So, yeah, there's like kind of that going on. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, that might mean that might mean it might be more of like a like a cornered animal now. You know, like Disney's going to really start thrashing people. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. Be careful mentioning their copyrighted characters. Also, I feel but like Thor since, is just a, yeah, a Norse god Thor's or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Norse? I think it's Norse, right? Yeah. 
That sounds could weird. be some kind of a some kind of an old pantheon god, right? So like mm-hmm. the electric yeah. part, we might get us into trouble because now we're talking. Now we're clearly talking about Disney's Thor. I mean, yeah. they were the god of thunder. You know? That's yeah, true. That's so we're even still, we're not. No, oh, yeah, thunder's just. Sounds. We're not talking. Th- we're not talking about MCU at all. I don't know what we're. I, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just uh, me neither. Nobody said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next option comes from Gabe. Twenty Twinkle More, the musical. So this is really just kind of throwing some extra glitter and pizzazz into yeah. the year. Yeah. You I know. Like it. You know. Um, nice. If you're not musically inclined, uh, you know, you can maybe just tap your foot this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. a little bit. Bobby Shaw. Uh, try. Yeah. Do a little chair dance. Try to hold a. Try to hold the beat. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys heard of that? That quietest room in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where people go crazy in there. Yeah. Because they, they can, can hear, hear their, their human. They bodies. can hear the. They can hear the blood pumping through their own veins. <laughs> you know, if you can, if there's no music around, you can just dance to your own beat of the blood moving through your body. Mm, yeah, you know, this this upcoming year. But if you got an arrhythmia, that creates a challenge. It does we just call that six <laughs> eight time? <laughs> that's just sweet. Uh, yeah, that's a swing. Yeah, swing, swing nice. heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, next next option comes from Adam. So we got we got well we got quite a few from like all right. So the remaining ones are just from us, mm-hmm. you know, in some capacity. Uh, all right. So next option, twenty twenty lore making history. Yeah, which, I don't want to be history though. You know what I mean? I don't actually. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, we've already been. It's sort another of, monkey's paw situation. I was gonna say, haven't yeah. we made enough history? Not can us we specifically. Stop? <laughs> can we have a year that's kind of just. That might as well nice. have not happened. That's just when people fine. say That's this year will be really boring again. You know, it's just it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people say like this year will be one for the history books. Now I'm thinking, can it not though? <laughs> can it not be <laughs> every one of these for a while? Can you, yeah. Can you imagine like years. reading history, like a history book, and it's just like 2024. It's like kind of nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, just, wow, that must have been nice. 2025. Yeah. yeah. Some bad shit. Yeah. Wrapped you know, up. All the wars kind of stopped, and everybody just kind of hung out Things and uh, stopped being mean to each other. And yeah. A new iPhone came out with a very slightly better camera, and that was kind of the big thing yeah. for this year. Yeah, you know, just I everybody talked boring. about that. Yep, yep. Hopefully, but we'll see. Uh, all right, another option: twenty twenty snore. Time for a nap. It's yeah. kind of the same. I I agree with the sentiment. You know, because goddamn, it is time for a nap. Collectively, yeah. we could all use a nap. We could all use a nap after take we finish making this game. Vibe, you know, just like yeah, just yeah. After take once we get the game at the door, definitely. Yeah. I'm just gonna take like three weeks off. Just nap. The I'm whole just time. gone. I'm just leaving the now, country. I'll say though, in my experience, there's like there's there's actually two kinds of people in the world: nappers and non-nappers. I feel like if you're a napper, you already you already were napping. You know, mm-hmm. like I've know I know a lot of people who they've got they've got their daily nap. It's mm-hmm. planned. They know it. They're doing it every day. I can't take naps. I can't do it. I lay there for an hour, hour and a half. Maybe that's well, the thing. Well, maybe, 2020, maybe 2020 snore. You got to you gotta learn Second how to tap. Yeah. Learn to nap, noob. Yeah. 2020 it's snore. It's a skill, you know, like it's any other. Yeah. That would be, if if our slogan is 2020 snore for me, it would be learn to nap. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I haven't been able to successfully do it you know, so yep. far. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one. 20, please no more. Can everyone just chill for a second? So again, with this vibe of... <laughs> You know, it's kind of a lot, you know, it's just yeah. a lot. We've all kind of had enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how this of, kind of all, common, all of this, it, really. This thread, <laughs> yeah, this just keeps emerging. If everyone be like, it's a little. The slogans are just, I'm tired. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to 2024. I'm fucking tired. That's the slogan. 
Can I? Forget. It's gotta be can positive. Be done? Gotta keep on up. Yeah. That one. That yeah. one I like. That one I put in there because just because it was fun, but not because it's a real contender. Yeah. yeah. Thematically, it was yeah. flowing. You know, it just came out. Yeah. Definitely not All positive right. enough. I like this next one. Twenty Pompadour. Find your drip or yeah. and or fit. As yeah. uh, I'm not sure if those are the terms. Yeah. Are those terms correct? Maybe. Not young enough, Maybe I don't not. know. Tell us, Gen Z. Just get yep. them don't. Get in the comments. Yeah. yeah. Ideally, we continue <laughs> misusing slang because, in my opinion, that's the best way to use slang. The only uh, real way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, slang so starts as a misused word. Heat yourself over. Right. What was that? So, so slang starts as it's like a misused word. It's like just. Yeah. You just kind of. So why not just carry the tradition forward? Misuse the slang. Well, and remember, all, all, all language is descriptive, not prescriptive. It's just. People start doing things, and at some point, someone's like, "Ooh, I should put this in the dictionary," so like people know how people use it. But that's that's yep. the actual process. It's not there's it not rules. Yeah. That's true. The dictionary doesn't tell you how words are 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 supposed to be used. It just tells you how they have been used, yeah. at least in that's some it. context. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta uh, set so your mind free, make up words, drip mm-hmm. drip and riz all over the place. You know. <laughs> Something about that feels wrong. That feels but bad. Not right at all. Can't put my finger on it. Probably because it's so slippery. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, twenty pop, twenty your, pompadour. Your finger just yeets right off of it. Yeah, just, just yeets right off. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh fuck, we're gonna die. I heard, I heard the term. I heard the term. Uh, heard the term recently of safety yeet, which is where you just like something is dangerous and you just chuck it as far as you can. <laughs> safety yeet. I the yeah, the with, safety yeet. Yeah, it's just it's too hard. It's to hard to say. say. I have a question. It, Okay. It gets stuck in your mouth. Do you think the name Chuck came first or, or the act of chucking? The act of, like it was Chuck because Chuck probably was a slang at some point for throwing. Chuck, yeah, because Chuck is short for Charles, right? Is that how it, I think so? Yeah, think. there was a point in time where people decided that the short version of a name didn't have to have anything to do with the oh, long yeah, fucking yeah. Like random. Bill, Bill, Dick, Chuck, mm-hmm. yeah, all sorts of different William, Richard, Charles. Just how the fuck mappings. did we get there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, All right, next one. Next. 2020 core. Get to the center of it. That's, is this know, a celebration to, of the 2000-whatever movie, The Core? The Core, yeah, with, of course. With the of most course. amusing physics of basically all sci-fi movies. Yeah, where they had to nuke the core of the Earth to get it to start spinning again. Yeah, because as we all know, bad. hey, something stopped spinning, bad. nuke it. Also bad. Hit it with a nuke. <laughs> yeah, I, I do need to get back to the gym. You know, so this is also kind of a nice gym slogan. Yeah. It's a little boring. Yeah. Core core and strength is important. Yeah. It's the core of the strengths that it's, it's, it's that's too yeah, it'll maybe a little too obvious, you know. Like, yeah. Do the core things. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. I don't that doesn't give me anything new. Twenty twenty core. True. Just keep planking. Just plank, maybe. Just plank away. Plank <laughs> plank. Yeah, but that's pretty close to twenty twenty bore. It's true, because it's also yeah. for like yeah, nothing, but we also yeah. But we also have 22 by four. Okay. Which you, know, you could 20- plank with. Mm, that's yeah. good. Now, now this one's tricky because a two by four, technically on paper, it looks like you're multiplying two by four. Therefore, it would be 2008. Uh, <laughs> but hear me out. All right, 20, 22 by four. Be a stud. Nail it. Mm, I mean, that's Maybe what we're trying to planks. do this year. Do some planks. Do some planks. Uh Two by fours also great for load bearing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like in the case of zombie apocalypse, good weapon. Put some nails in that bad boy. You're good to go. Twenty two by four. Be versatile. Be yeah. load bearing. Be a stud. Mm-hmm. Nail it. You know. Mm-hmm. Two by four. It's very. It's a very good piece of wood. Honestly, <laughs> go, don't go hate to it. go to wood. Piece. Don't hate it. Mm-hmm. it. It definitely takes some explaining. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. 
Yeah, but that's we, good we to explain it again also. every time we use it, you know, I feel like. 22 by 4. Yeah. Nail it. I mean, 22 <laughs> by 4, nail it is, I, I, that feels, yeah, nail is good. That feels good. Uh, all right. The 20 trap for door. 20, 20 Thor, you know, because he's got that hammer. So Yeah, but he true. never hits nails with it because he would just obliterate it <laughs> into, a, into a neutron star. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't have the skill of just like the gentle, the gentle. I believe Thor's hammer is made from like the core of a dying star or something. It's so heavy. it's like, it's like a trillion pounds. Yeah. So if you hit a nail with that. The building. That's got a, that's got the a crazy yeah. nail. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. His hammer's not a construction hammer. It's more of just a weapon, yeah. I think. It's a showpiece. Uh, all right. Next option is 20 trap door. Keep your head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. There's traps. There are yeah. traps. Maybe, maybe get, maybe roll a perception check. You know, <laughs> maybe do a deck, maybe do a dexterity. Mm-hmm. Saving throw. Saving Who throw. Knows? Who knows what's going to yeah. happen? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that one is, you know, that's more of a cautionary kind of a one. Yeah. I think we're all full of caution at this point, frankly. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm full up. I'm yeah. filled yeah. to the brim. With, That's fair. With caution. We don't need so. any more cautionary cautions. No. no, no, no. All right. This next one, this next one is um, probably metaphorical. 20 pterosaur. Fly high and stab things with your face. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think metaphorically it feels pretty good. Metaphorically. Yeah. Somehow that probably means something to someone. Yeah. Yeah, twenty pterosauri have a disproportionately sized head. You know, yeah. I think that that's pretty. Oh, cool. I like this. You know, twenty pterosauri. Even though you're old, you can still get up there and do stuff. You know, mm, like yeah. <laughs> that's right. when are pterosaurs old? I guess. Well, they're like millions of years old. You know, they're they're fossils. Yeah, that's fair. But you technically, know. they can't get up there and do stuff. Technically, they can't fly anymore because they're dead. Yeah, twenty twenty pterosaur looks good as a fossil. Yeah, age gracefully. Oh, age gracefully. Age gracefully. Hard. Ah. I think that's it. Yeah, there you go. Next one, 20 Labrador. Just happy to be here. You know, just honestly, that would be great. That's kind of nice. Kind of just being like a dog. It's just about vibing. Mm -hmm. Just vibing. Even if you're not quite sure what's going on, that's okay. Just get in there and. Just make maybe make a friend. Kind of wag yeah, around. Yeah. You Try know, to be positive time. even when it makes no sense. You know, mm-hmm. but fetch yeah. stuff. Fetch stuff that and has been yeeted. Every yeah. time you eat a meal, act like it's the craziest shit you've ever seen so in your exciting. life. Do a little tap. Even if it's the same thing you had possible. earlier. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go outside. Touch grass. Roll in some stuff. You know? Yeah. I feel like dogs, they do have some things figured out. They do. Mm-hmm. It's a simple know? time. So yeah. 20 Labrador. Just happy to be here. All right, next one, 20 underscore. Emphasize what matters. So I think it's kind of like 20, 20 core. Two. You know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like try to find the salient thing and focus mm-hmm. on that, but that's kind of always the goal. Yeah. 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 Or it could be I like, because like underscore is also like underlines for, for hyperlinks, right? So it's like mm. format 20 sheet. underscore, uh, <laughs> dot, link, your, cite your sources. Mm-hmm. It's also that's a good idea. You know, that's if important. you're like correcting papers or something, you also underscore shit where you're like, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You may not yeah. strike. You and strike honestly, like times. citing your sources and understanding where your information came from is increasingly important in yeah. today's information age. It really you know, is. With all mm-hmm. the AI and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's a you know, that's a good one. To be fair, it's though, very specific. I do think you'll also be citing sources less because of all of the AIs. You know what I mean? People are just gonna be yeah. yeah. Flinging bullshit out there left and right. And it's going to be a lot yeah. like when we were because I, I I hear things about like younger kids asking their parents like what was it like to when you didn't know the answer to something you know when you didn't have the internet 
And there's the time was we were just like, we just made up, most of the people made up an answer and then told you that was the truth. And you were like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess that must be it. Right. Or you just didn't know. And that was fine too. You just it's kept one of those not two. knowing. Yep. I think we're, 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 I think we're already back there now. Sort of reapproaching yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're just like, know. cause you can't know because now the information is out there, but so is all other forms of a possible answer to the same question. Mm-hmm. All of which are wrong though. But you, but there's no way to differentiate. Right. Yeah. So you got to squint. We're just right back where we were. 2024, squint. Was they say the more the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know? Mm-hmm. How did you get information before ChatGPT? Well, we had this thing called Google. You had to type in very specific keywords and then scroll past 200 ads. Mm-hmm. You know, it was crazy. Yeah, uh, all right, last option. Websites, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Last option is 2020 soar. Leap into the future. Also, it's a leap year. Oh, you know? I also thought that was... Just because you're sore from all of what's happened. From all the leaping and all the oh, exercises. S-O-R-E. <laughs> yeah. You know, just 2020 kinda, sore. Uh, Ow, my bones. <laughs> Can I get a nap? Uh, I feel like there's a, there's a clump of them that are kind of, there's a word cloud here that's forming. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. So a quick, quick recap. So I think what we'll do is let's just. Let's just let them sit. Some simmer. Yeah. We'll, simmer. T- we'll take, we'll take, well, I'm not even going to narrow them down. I'm just going to read back through them. Okay. We'll let the community uh, put in their suggestions. Just yeah, via which the, means it might still be a couple episodes until we have an answer, just because of how time works. Hey, measure but, twice. Because this once. one won't come out until the first week of January, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, so, measure twice, cut once, 22 by four. Was some, 22 know, by four. Measure twice. That's all I'm saying. 22 by four. Just keep, just cut. And if it didn't work, just get a new two by four, Um, you know, just keep cutting. Pretty expensive these days though. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's true actually. Well, the the price went back down after lumber went down recently. Was it back down? Yeah, it was back down. Mm -hmm. So now now it's back down just to like the everything is expensive levels rather than like specifically as expensive levels. What's, what's worth more by weight, lumber or gold? Have we hit that point yet? (laughs) You can't grow gold out of the ground. So, you know, well, how else do you get it? Yeah, well, but you, you need go, you wood for way it. more things. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like wood would be a smarter, you know, move. So yeah, we, don't, we don't value things based on stuff that makes sense, though. There's just like, how much of there is it? Just like, it's like NFT. Not you know? that much. Like, it's priceless. There's <laughs> one of this definitionally useless thing, you know? You know if you could make we call those shiny. Items. We call those collector's items. Yeah, yep. that's true. If you could grow shiny wood, I feel like you'd make a fucking kill it. Well, we had we used to have all kinds of really cool wood, but then everybody chopped it all down and used it to make things. So the probably we asked. Damn it. We're left with a lot cooler kinds of they're like, actually some of them still might Where's be the around shiny wood? you're not allowed to use them, you know, because they're in danger. But like there was like there's like the iron wood and so there's like that wood that's like there's black of, yeah. and so hard you can't even like drill through it, you know. I don't yeah. know if that's still and exists. somehow people still just did it. Yeah, even just some of the old wood that you had <laughs> in some of these houses that were just made of like pines and stuff. The tree was so old that it was so thick that you mm-hmm. can't like put a fucking nail in it. It's like no, yeah, I don't think so, buddy. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. My house is old <laughs> enough that like that those like foundational you know, wood mm-hmm. crossbar things in the basement that kind of hold the whole house up. They're, you know, they're huge. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're made out of, but I'm pretty sure it's a wood that is illegal to use now. It's, <laughs> iron wood. Yeah. it's basically, it, it would, I would have, when I was doing our inspection of our place before we got it, or the, our uh, inspector was just like, he's like kind of knocking on, he's like, Oh, he's like talking about what it was, you know, but, but his caution was don't try to put anything into this. Like, don't try to nail anything. <laughs> into it. He's like, it, it'll be a futile effort. It's like it'll there's break just all of your tools. You'll, yeah, you'll yeah. break everything. Yeah, That's kind so. of badass. I know. But it doesn't exist anymore. So, or at least, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. Wood. Rip wood. All right. So, here's the list. Are we ready? Ready. All right. 2020 more. 2020 bore. 
2020 score, 2020 doors. We got well, so we're, we're cutting out 2020 poor. So that was not yeah, that was yeah. off the radar. Uh, 2020 Thor, 20 Twinkle More, 2020 Lore, 2020 Snore, and 20 Please No More. I will. We'll probably cut that one out too. <laughs> that, was, that was not real. That's just an expression of. Frustration at what life is like yep. in the 20s. You know? uh, we got 20 Pompadour, which was find your fit slash drip. Find or your riz drip or fit whatever. Thing. <laughs> 20 Pompadour, misuse, misuse slang. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 2020 Core, 22 by 4, 20 Trapdoor, 20 Pterosaur, 20 Labrador, 20 Underscore, and 2020 Soar. All right. And, and it could okay. be either SOAR, really, you know, that was intended as S-O-A-R. It's got the same problem yeah. as that other one. If it's S-O-R-E, I feel like that can also be good because uh, it means you've been working out, you know, you've been exercising. It could be good, but it, it, it could can also be bad. So I'm It can also this. mean you're just in pain, yep. regardless. For no good reason uh, at all. That was yeah. more of a hard pass so, for me personally, but, you know. All right, so well, hard pass on 2020 soar. Let's okay. cut that out of there. All right, so if there, so as our listeners, if any of those leap out to you and you're like, I really want to, that one's, that's that's my year right there. Uh, head on over to podcast.bscotch.net and and uh, give us your give us your votes. Or if you have what you think is there. better, you know, still drop it in there too. Yep. Yeah, now there probably won't be like a poll or anything on there. You just there type your, just type the one in the box that you want to do. This, is, do. Yeah, we don't this have, is still not a democracy, you know, this is just, <laughs> to be clear. No, 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 of course no. not. We just do whatever uh, we want. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all. That's all the time we have for this uh, year in review and year in preview episode. And year in rear view. Yep. Year, year in rear view. <laughs> Ooh, year, that's, that's a rough one. Year, year in rear view. That's right. Uh, we'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Sampa Costa, for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can just go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to the community Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the podcast archives. As always, if you haven't yet, head on over to Steam, give Crashlands 2 a wish list, help it get uh, get past that 60,000 wish list mark. Ooh. And, uh, you know, that yeah. just helps boost it up in the store charts and the algorithms and all that stuff. So we'd appreciate that. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.